Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Yes, yes, you found it. You are here. You are welcomed, all of you. Thank you for turning this on, turning on this podcast. Oh, we're starting great. All right, today, July 9th, the words are, well, I'll just read you the first one, and then we'll get to the other ones. That's how this works. The first word is cilantro, C-I-L-A-N-T-R-O. This is a noun from 1903. Leaves of coriander used as a flavoring or garnish. Also, the number one definition for the word coriander. We're not there yet. We haven't gotten there. We will learn what coriander is later. This is, oh, it's a Spanish word, cilantro, which means coriander. From the Middle Latin uh, caliandrum, which is an alternative of the Latin coriandrum. That doesn't help. And there's more at the word coriander. Uh, so why do people, some people think that cilantro takes like, tastes like soap? It's because their genes are different than the genes of the other people who don't think that cilantro tastes like soap. I don't think cilantro tastes like soap. I don't think it's one of my most favorite things, but uh, yeah, it's, it's weird how the bodies work. Um, what is next? The next word is ciliary, ciliary. C-I-L-I-A-R-Y, adjective from 1691, one of relating to or being the annular suspension of the lens of the eye. I do not know what that is, but the lens of the eye is awesome. I just started reading this book called The Body by Bill Bryson. It's called The Body, A Guide for Occupants. I am an occupant of a body. So it's good to know about the body, and I just was reading this section about the eyes and sight and hearing and whoo i mean i know a lot about the body but there's a lot of stuff that i don't know like the names of things the annular suspension of the lens what is that anyway number two of or relating to cilia next is ciliate or ciliate noun from 1916 any of a phylum or subphylum of ciliated protozoans as paramecia and the uh, subphylum is ciliophora. Ciliophora. Why are they called ciliates or ciliophora? Uh, ciliated protozoa. Cili- it's probably because, well, I don't know. Maybe the next word will help us. Uh, it is ciliated or ciliate or ciliate. Adjective from 1753. Possessing cilia. Now, did we... Now, oh, 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 I, I see what, I see what's happening. Okay, possessing cilia, that is the definition, as in ciliated epithelial cells, and ciliation is a noun. And what is the next word? It is cilium, and yes, the plural is cilia. That's why I was confused. I thought, well, did we skip the word cilia? No, it's because it's under cilium, the singular form. This is is a noun from 1794. One, I just saw something in the etymology that is very confusing. We'll get there. One, a minute, short, hair-like process, yes, process, often forming part of a fringe, especially one on a cell that is capable of lashing movement and serves especially in free unicellular organisms to produce locomotion or in higher forms, a current of fluid. So they're little hairs that ha- make stuff happen. 
um, usually make the thing go. So if we look back, the ciliated epithelial cells probably have little hairs in them that make them go around. The ciliated protozoans, like paramecia, have little hairs that make them go. Maybe we'll find a picture of one of these that you've, you can see under a microscope. Um, and then, ooh, number two, this number two definition for cilium is the synonym eyelash. So uh, your eyelashes are cilia. Oh, you have such lovely cilia on your face. Uh, what is, have you curled your cilia today? All right, what does the etymology say? It's uh, Latin for eyelid. Really? Akin to the Latin calare, which means to conceal. And there's more at the word hell. I don't understand what's going on. They're little hairs, but it means eyelid. All right. I mean, it obviously is connected to eyelash, but still, not really sure. Um, all right. Next is cymetidine. Cymetidine, noun from 1975. A histamine analog, C10H16N6S, that inhibits gastric acid secretion and is used especially in the treatment of duodenal ulcers. Hope I never have to have this treatment. Next is Cimmerian, capital C-I-M-M-E-R-I-A-N, Cimmerian. It is the first form adjective from 1580. Very dark or gloomy. That is the definition, as in under Ebon shades in dark Sumerian des- desert ever dwell. That is a quote from John Milton. Uh, I don't understand what that means because I am not so smart with the literature, but it means very dark or gloomy, Sumerian. But why does it have a capital C? Maybe the next form will help us. Second form of Sumerian, noun from 1584. Any of a mythical people described by Homer as dwelling in a remote realm of mist and gloom. Uh, Yeah, it's a Latin, chimerai, chimerai, it's a mythical people. Uh, From the Greek, chimeroi. Yep, so uh, the, the mist and the gloom, the dark and gloomy, yep, it all makes sense. Uh, Next is C in C, capital C, the word in, and then another capital C. This is an abbreviation for Commander-in-Chief. Next is cinch, first form, noun from 1859. One, a girth for a pack or saddle. Two, a tight grip. Three, a, a thing done with ease. Oh, it was such a cinch to hold on to that cinch with my cinch grip. Uh, 3B, a certainty to happen. As in, it's a cinch, he'll break the record. He's got it in the bag, he will do it with ease. This is from the Spanish word cincha, from Latin singula, which means girdle or girth, uh, from singere, and there's more at the word cincture. Uh, oh, that should, oh, that'll be the last word in this episode, cincture. Okay, next is the second form of cinch. It is a verb from 1866, uh, starting with transitive. 1A, to put a cinch on. Uh, so that would probably be the pack or the, uh, the pack or the saddle. I was going to say girdle. Uh, number 1B, to fasten as a belt or strap. Oh, to fasten tightly. And the example is a belt or strap. 2, to make certain. 
synonym is assure, as in the goal that cinched the victor the victory. It cinched it up into a little a little pack. I don't know. Uh, all right, now we have intransitive. It means to tighten the cinch, and that is often used with the word up. Cinch up. Let's cinch up this episode. We got a few more words. Uh, next is uh, cincona. Cinc- uh, so we could say it a couple of ways. Cincona or cinchona. C-I-N-C-H-O-N-A. Cinchona. Noun from a 17... 17- 86 a 1786 not the 1786 just a 1786 there's lots of different ones one any of a genus of south american trees and shrubs of the matter family m-a-d-d-e-r and number two the dried bark of a cinchona uh, containing alkaloids as quinine and formerly used as a specific in a specific in malaria what is a specific it's not very specific. The genus name for the first one is Cinchona, and the uh, scientific name in uh, number two, the dried bark, is Cinchona legeriana. Legeriana. This is a genus name uh, from the Countess of Cinchon. Uh, she was the wife of a Peruvian viceroy who died in 1641. She died in 1641. Uh, so how did this get named? This Countess of Cincon. Why? How did this get named after her? Why? What happened there? Should we do more research on this? Maybe. I'll do a little bit. I can't do a whole lot. Just a little bit is fine. All right, next we have Cinconine. Uh, Cinconine or Cinchonine. I think Cinconine makes more sense. Noun from 1825. A bitter white crystalline alkaloid, C19, H22, N2O, found especially in cinchona bark and used like quinine. Or would it be quinine? I think it's quinine. That's all for that one. Next is Cinchonism or Cinchonism. But even though the CH is in there, I think it's better to say the K sound. Synchronism. Noun from 1857. A disorder due to excessive or prolonged use of synchona or synchona. Yeah, we say synchona. Or its alkaloids and marked by temporary deafness. Ringing in the ears, headache, dizziness, and rash. Wow. All right, next we have... This is not appropriate for today, but it is Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Would have been great to have that land on May 5th, but no, it landed on July 9th. Um, This is a noun from 1931. It's it's kind of weird to call it a noun. I mean, it's a holiday. It's not an actual thing that exists in three dimensions. It's just a thing that we celebrate. Noun from 1931, a Mexican and Mexican-American celebration held on May 5th in commemoration of the Mexican victory over the French at Puebla in 1862. Haha, <laughs> French, you got beat. You, but you got some your own holiday, so that's fine. The Mexicans can celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Of course, the Americans take this to a whole other level, just like we do with all other holidays, like St. Patrick's Day. Everybody wants to get drunk and have tequila and margaritas and things like that. Um, But, you know, maybe you should realize it's celebrating their victory. This is Spanish, and it means 5th of May. If you didn't know that, 
I got I got nothing for that. Uh, all right, our last word is cincture. C i n c t u r e. Noun from 1587. One, the act of encircling. If you have encircled the globe, you have cinctured it. I guess. Two a, an encircling area. Two b. Synonyms are girdle and belt, because the belt it encircles your waisty area, so it is a cincture. Um, and then on that one especially, a cord or sash of cloth worn around in ecclesiastical vestment or the habit of a religious. Of a religious, feel like there should be more to that sentence, but that's the end of it. What happened? The habit of a religious? A religious what? I know that the nuns were habits. Hmm. All right. What's the etymology got to say for me? Uh, from the Latin cinctura, which means girdle, from cinctus, uh, from the uh, verb cingere, which means to gird. Gird? Oh, I can't wait to get to get to that word, because uh, I'm sure it's related to girdle. If a girdle is a thing that sinks things, cinches things up. Probably that's what gird is. Uh, probably akin to the Sanskrit kanski. I don't know how to say that word. I apologize. K-A-N-C-I with some lines. Uh, and that means girdle. So that's what cincture is. So today we had cilantro, ciliary, ciliate, ciliated, cilium, semetidine, samirian, C-N-C, cinch, cinchona, Synchonine, or synchonine, actually. Synchonism, Cinco de Mayo, and Cincture. I'm very curious about this Sumerian, the mythological people. I think I want to go look them up. Um, but I think I'm going to pick Cilium as the word of the episode because they are so silly. Those eyelashes are so silly. And uh, yeah, it, they're just like little hairs. I think that's really just what it means. Uh, so yeah, you, you can see pictures. I Like I said, I'll post a picture in a few weeks of uh, little protozoans with the little hairs under the microscope. Oh, maybe we'll find a video. Nah, that's too much work. But you can find videos and you can watch them move around. What are the holidays for today? Uh, we'll save those for the fun holidays, I guess. In Latvia, sea festival starts. That's C-E-A, the water, the lake, the pond, the ocean, whatever it is. The sea festival. In Argentina, it is Independence Day. In Chile, it is National Flag Day. In Cambodia, it is Arbor Day. In Australia and Palau, it is Constitution Day. In Sao Paulo, it is Constitutionalist Revolution Day. In Azerbaijan, it is Day of the Employees of the Diplomatic Service. It's the earliest day on which martyrdom of the Bab can fall, uh, which is in Baha'i. Ooh, Independence Day also in South Sudan. And the holidays, the fun holidays. Uh, I don't want that page. Come on, close. Um, it is... I don't know how to pronounce it. Nunavut Day, or Nunavut, or Nunavut? No. Um, let's see. This is the day the Parliament of Canada passed the Nunavut Act. Along with the Nunavut Land Claims Agreement, it officially declared Nunavut as a district, a distinct region that is legally separated from the Northwest Territories. So it's a Canadian region. And then also it is National Sugar Cookie Day. Oh, yeah. Today I just listened to the episode. What is today? Uh, June 12th. 
peanut butter cookie day. I really want some peanut butter cookies and sugar cookies because they are cookies. And you can't go wrong with cookies. Oh, I don't think I sang a song about the psyllium. I'm going to sing a song about the psyllium. This is my song about the psyllium. All right, we're going to end that there. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer's Dimension Innovation Man. Goodbye.